listening to The Net Live with Barney. You just wear some tight underwear, Jeremy. And DJ Ruscha. And you get to call yourself buff all the time. Where's Pretty? You promised me he'd be on the show today. All this travel and plane and priorities have been really getting in the way of our relationship. And we'll talk about uh, all kinds of non-volleyball related things. He dated Irene Kara. Gabrielle Reese. You can call me Gabby if you want. The only thing missing is a mascot head. Oh, sack does sound a lot more funny. <laughs> it's the Net Live right now. I was telling somebody the story the other day about how we had Gabby Reese on the show and the major fail of not getting a photo. Every time I hear the intro, Kevin. It's going to go down as the biggest fail in the history of this podcast, since the history is going to stop writing itself <laughs> soon. It's, know, all, it's on my list here. Just, you're making a list? I'll just start with the obvious. Yeah. Our show has been reduced to about once a month. We appreciate those that have been listening. Welcome to Net Live, Kevin Barnett, alongside DJ Jeremy Roche. Uh, this show is in its winning days. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Just so you know, it's been 10 years in June, or pardon me, January. It will have been 10 years, completed 9 through 19. My son was telling me that was 11, but I think that's 10. Like 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, oh, maybe 19. You're, we're, you're in the 11th year. We're in the 11th year. Yeah. Right? We completed 10. We're in the 11th year. So we're more or less going to complete the 11th season, and then the net live will be for sale <laughs> if you would like to purchase it. <laughs> I don't know that that's really a, an option for anyone. There's all kinds of great. Great? Great? Man. <laughs> Sounds like an interesting new drink. Great? Yeah. Audio equipment for sale. <laughs> Except for these mics, because I'm taking them to my studio. Maui! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gwait? How do you spell Gwait? G-W-A-I-T-E. Huh. I'm putting an E on there just for fun. Just like my last name. Yeah, there I would add an E, an extra O. Throw, so, a, throw a hashtag in there. Uh, yeah, I didn't plan on talking about it right at the top, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> this show... We appreciate everyone listening. We appreciate yeah. everyone who's been involved over the years. We're going to have a few more shows here as we finish out the 2019 season and then hopefully have an opportunity to get everybody together who's contributed to this program over the past 10 or 11 years and be a part of the show yeah. and be a part of the last show. We'll, we'll host it on the patio. We'll probably have less drinking than the Holiday Spectacular and... We'll just we'll talk a little bit about the show and, and maybe some favorite moments, although that would require work. But I think we can talk about some favorite moments and some impactful moments and times that we've had on the net live, and then it can fade off into the ether. Is Dan Madden going to come back? I hope so. Him he's, and I, he's listed. We never did a show together. Really? Yeah. Ever? Never. He was gone before I got here. Wow. Okay, I know Geeter did shows with Dan Madden. Yep. Well, if, Dan's we need all the to right- find a date that Geeter is available. That he will actually show up and bring Millie to watch George. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> the kids, you think about 10 years. So my kids were seven. Your kids were shorter than me. Yeah. And now both of them are taller than me. <laughs> I hate them. Both substantially shorter. I hate them. And now substantially taller. How tall is uh, Reese? Over 6'4". And Max? Over six foot. I hate both of them. 
<laughs> Literally hate both of them. Despise <laughs> them. I'm going to trash their rooms before I leave. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been a long time. It's been fun. It's been a blast. We have lots of terrific audio. <laughs> Do we? Uh, yeah, we have some terrific stuff. We have some bad stuff, too. Lots of video, lots of archival stuff from the Net Live. But for you, the loyal listener, we really appreciate you. We hope you won't go away in the next couple of months. But if you do, who cares? Not going to continue anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I did see. I just think it's funny about that whole normal thing. For you, the loyal listener, thank you. Thank you. Is that kind of like if I've said something to offend you? Right. Is that along those lines? That means yes. If you you're did. if you're a loyal listener, thank you. If you're not. <laughs> I'm not a fan of you anyways. Is that how that conversation goes? <laughs> not to, not that I'm a racist, but... <laughs> but. <laughs> Let me say something racist. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so th- this show uh, will continue through the end of the season. We'll have a few more shows. Uh, we appreciate everyone who's supported the show throughout the years, both people and also properties. Tall Slim Tees being the most recent who have supported the show. Code Volleyball still gets you 10% off. That's not over. Over there at TallSlimTees.com, our buddy Dan DeCuster who has been sponsoring a lot of volleyball athletes. Yep. I talked to him recently about his foray into volleyball with his company. He's been really happy with it. Uh, it's been a good avenue for him business development-wise and a nice community to be a part of. So uh, good work by him. We hope you continue to support him and what he's doing. And we hope you continue to consume volleyball and consume Sandcast or who else is there? Coach your brains out. Coach your brains Don't out. Don't forget about our friends, Billy Viper Allen. <laughs> Do you know where that came from? We'll talk about it when we get his to short it. story. No, but we'll get there. Oh, the movie, his movie. Oh yeah, 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 his old school movie. Yeah, yeah. We'll I've asked there. him about that. It's awesome. John Mayer. Yeah. John Sweetness Mayer. Sweetness. Sweetness. Well, cause or the in, veg because he was like, in Chicago. Like calling him the veg. I'm not sure he's a vegetarian anymore, but during for a while we used to call him the veg. Okay, you have to call him the veg in Chicago. He can't be called Sweetness because there's only one Sweetness in the history of Chicago. Obviously, number thirty four. Walter Payton. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. One of the best running backs ever. Met Mike Ditka in Chicago, by the way. Yeah, you did. Like, legit. Not only did you meet Mike Ditka, but you met him at Ditka's. At his place. Yeah. That was awesome. And I talked to him about, I used to hang out at Ditka's Sports Bar and Grill out in Aurora. That's not a thing. Hasn't been a thing for a while, but that was our go-to when we wanted, like, some after-school place. You had a half day or whatever. Yeah, let's drive out to Ditka's. Hilarious. We'd hang out at Ditka's, and I said, yeah, Mike, I used to eat lunch there all the time. He goes, oh, that was a good location. We liked that. <laughs> you were just letting him know that you were a legit, legit old school fan. Yes. And you were towering over him, too. I'm taller than Mike. He's got to be in his 70s at this point, right? 81 this year. So we did the math, yeah. So not in his 70s. No. Wow, 81? He'll be 81 from the math we did, yeah. Coach Ditka. He's, he's, he looks like he's you know, out there. He's, I mean, they booted him off TV what two years ago, three years ago, something like that. First of all, eighty-one is a long time, and he lived like he he enjoyed his life. Dude, he played football in the sixties. He's nineteen. Do they have helmets? 60, then? Yeah, he's nineteen sixty-one NFL Rookie of the Year. Sixty-one, I believe. I had in my notes. Wow, Rookie of the Year for the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, do they have TVs in sixty-one? No. Later played for the Bears. Cars? Did with have, Gail Sayers. Do they have cars then? <laughs> Black and white cars? Black and white cars. Okay. Black and white cars. Got yes. it. And it was, it was outstanding to, to get a chance to just meet him and say hello. 
I walked into the restaurant, having dinner with the matzah. It was 20, a good group. Dane, 20, yeah, like Dane Bland was there. Who else was there? Uh, lots of people. I feel like a few people got photos that I saw with Dick uh, Coach. Hildreth and Skirmerhorn, Hughes and Wilkerson. Skirmerhorn. Yeah. Uh, Dane Blanton, myself. All at the same Stafford table? Stafford Slick, Billy Allen, John Mayer, M and Betsy. Uh, Betsy's husband. Chase. Chase. I don't know. Was he wearing his DJ Rocher hat at the time? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I like that he, he wears it around the tournaments now. I'm... Yes. I see a lot of DJ Rocher hats. Yes, you do, Kevin. Yeah. You you can have your own, Kevin, if you purchase it online. I just need $20 <laughs> or 25 I know I show up here every Monday, but you're more than welcome to buy one online. It'll be shipped to you right quick. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't need to pay the shipping, but maybe I do. Yeah, it, it was it was a great group. And when I walked upstairs, I was already stoked to be at Ditka's. Of course. I'd never eaten at that one downtown. And I walked in. I was like, there's Coach. Wait, that's the matzah. No, that's not the matzah. That's Hilarious. Coach. Hilarious. Did you go, duh bears, like as quickly <laughs> duh as bears. duh bears. That's cool. That's a legit Chicago experience. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. fantastic. By the way, Chicago and Green Bay opened the NFL season on Thursday. Did anyone else catch the little interlude they did like behind the matchup that I hope they do a bunch more of? I didn't see. I haven't watched any football yet. Okay. They did a little behind. They, they were like, yeah, let's go behind the matchup. What, so they lay this out. So it's George Went, a.k.a. Norm from Cheers, who's yes. a super fan. Yep. One of the other super fans whose real name I don't know, but whatever. One of the other super fans from Saturday Night Live. Sitting at a table tailgating in front of Soldier Field with Brett Favre. Oh, my God. And <laughs> Brett Favre goes, you know, I'm actually 31-10 and 10 all time against the Bears. And, uh, and Wink goes, that doesn't sound right. And the guy next to him goes, inaccurate. <laughs> and they go, they go, uh, Mary Pat. And Mary Pat is a smart speaker that then starts awesome. talking. Of course, their Chicago course. smart speaker is named Mary Pat. Awesome. Mary Pat goes, Brett Favre is negative one and through 31 against the <laughs> Bears. Negative one. <laughs> and Favre grabs Mary Pat and throws it, you know, like a, a million miles towards Soldier, Soldier Field. As it's flying through the air, an eagle swoops down and grabs it. And George Wink goes, intercepted. <laughs> Hilarious. So they're taking cues from the Amazon Prime broadcast. Yeah. 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 But Smart. Straight classic. Hilarious. I thought it was just awesome, and I hope they do more of those. I hope they're that creative with more of the rivalries they have on Thursday And who nights. won that game? The Packers, okay. I believe. I, I'm actually now rubbing it up. Just, I've literally... Yeah. All I know is the Eagles won yesterday. That's all I know. It's funny that you're a Chicago guy. Yeah, I know we've talked about that. I love the Bears. No, I know. I was rooting for the Bears on Thursday. I rooted for the Eagles yesterday. Yeah, I got it. It's fine. So, yeah, I appreciate the the creativity of that little spot, and I hope they do it. And the subtlety of it. That they just oh, go it's brilliant. Inaccurate. It's brilliant. Mary Pat. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's talk some volleyball. Speaking yeah. of Chicago. Is that, why we, is that what we do on the show? No. We Dang got John Spraw coming up, by the way, for those that hung in there through the first 20 minutes. John Spraw. It's going to be on in about 40 minutes, I think. Is he coming in as the UCLA coach or the men's national team coach? No, he's coming on as part of, let's go back to it here, part of First Point Volleyball, which oh, we've yes. talked about before, yep. which used to be Motor MVB. Oh, it changed. They changed their name to First Point Volleyball. So they're working on getting other schools to start volleyball programs, particularly small schools. 
So like Morehouse University is one of them that just started. Uh, so they're going to have a team. Let's see. Yeah, piloting teams. Central State University, Benedict College, Payne College, Fort Valley State, Kentucky State University are piloting teams. Each university received $150,000 seed grants from USA Volleyball and the First Point Volleyball Foundation. These are historically black colleges. Uh, SIAC, I guess, is uh, the conference. The all-male Atlanta-based historically black college joins the rest of the SIAC conference. So Morehouse is in. Pretty cool on a number of levels. Number one, to have another team. But the black community needs outreach for the sport of volleyball. It's a, another avenue for so many athletes that have the physical talents that you need, the genetic gifts you need to play the game at a high level. I was talking to somebody about this in Chicago, AVP, actually. Not even about the black community, but just underserved communities where yeah. the sport of volleyball is fairly expensive to participate in. Yeah. Much not only from the equipment, because we're talking about if I want to play basketball, I can go buy a terrible $10 basketball and go to the park and shoot for 10 straight hours. Right. I can also do that with a volleyball, buy a replica $10 volleyball from CVS. But am I going to go to the beach, jump serve, run under the net, go get the ball, come back, jump serve? And also, like, you can't pepper with anybody. Right, playing one on one is not yeah. fun. Yeah, well, basketball you can fun. you can, but you can also work on your dribbling skills, all like all that stuff. Um, so the sport of volleyball, I think the barrier to entry is greater. So anything yeah. that'll help that, I'm all for. Yeah, the thing is, is you look at the the women's side of the game. The women's side has attracted African American athletes for a long time and with great success. I, I'd love to see it happen on the men's side as well. Well, a lot of that too is there's more opportunities for the women. And okay. that's what part of this thing is that right. Coach right. Bra is doing, right? Because it's four and a half scholarships in college. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's the limit. Yeah. But just having a program, just having an avenue to get into school, 100%. too, is good. So, yeah, a lot of positive things happening. We'll talk to John about that. So, Let's chat about Chicago. Sweet. Do you even remember who won? I do. Okay. I did. You made some notes, you said. I definitely won. <laughs> I, I listen. I don't know about your victory or not in Chicago. I just know you won in Seattle this year. That was your definitive. I definitely won in win. Seattle. Um, Chicago. It's and I said this on the microphone during the uh, match that I have to announce. And I apologize to everybody listening for the matches that I have. To I think announce. you do a nice job with that. I do the bare minimum, which makes me look good. No, you do. You do your. You do you with your. Oh, I'm me. Right commentary. Yes, I am me for sure, and it's, I like it. It's not. Uh, it's not my strong suit. It's not something that I enjoy doing, talking on the microphone. But when there's players on the court that I know, it makes it way easier for me because I know them. When it's people that I don't know or how to pronounce their last name, I definitely called Chase and Casey, Chasey. Because I full panic <laughs> about saying Chase's last name because it's a hard G. Buttinger. And I don't know what that means. Buttinger. No, I know. Okay. But when somebody's like, oh, it's a hard G. And I look at them, I'm like, I'm not that smart. I don't know what that means. So I've... Didn't say his last name the entire match. <laughs> you can say Buttinger. I know. No Must one's going to get mad. Yeah. I know. But, I'm, um, but I, I told the fans of Chicago this. It's one of my favorite. has always been one of my favorite stops on tour. Um, not only just because it's Chicago, I like the city, but the fans always show up. Yeah. Always. Always. Weather-wise, they're always happy for us to be there. What I did notice this past weekend 
and maybe they've done this in the past, but for some reason it stood out in Chicago. Most of the time on stadium court, can't talk about the outer courts, the fans were cheering for the lower-seeded team, regardless who it was. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Even like, it could have been like 60-40. Yeah. Sometimes it was 80-20. And sometimes it was against teams that you would think the entire crowd would be behind. But they were all for the underdog story this past weekend. They were loving some Lotman partying. 100%. How could you not love Lotman, who could be the father of his partner? Right, right. Literally. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 17 year old kid bawling out there. Miles Partain. Bawling. Yeah, he's made it before with his brother Marcus into yep. the Seattle field, lost first round against Phil and Nick. They had a wild card bid in. There was lots of controversy last summer when that happened. Who's Phil and Nick? I know, never. Philip? Oh, Philippe and Nicholas? Yes. Got it. Yes. And now Miles came in with Paul Lottman and went all the way. Qualifier, right? Didn't they play in the qualifier? Yeah, they did. Yep. All the way to. Not the semis, but the... Quarterfinals? Quarterfinals, yeah. And, and we're having an internal discussion about this, by the way. About what to call it? Well, about how to make it clearer for people as to how it works. It should be called the, win, the, the contender's final. Oh, okay. I can see that. That feeds into back into the winner's bracket. Because you... What do you think the confusion is of how it's worded right now? Yeah, it's just it's just worded odd because you you have quarterfinal like oh it's a quarterfinal, but yet you can have a quarterfinal that then somebody comes back and plays again, and you have two sets of quarterfinals because you have a quarterfinal because you have a quarter oh I see what then you're you have a quarterfinal again in the, in the contenders in the contenders I don't know I just I think there's a cleaner way to put it I'm with you so that. People coming in understand better how it works, or you can refer to it a little more cleaner manner. Seriously, I don't know. I, I, we haven't quite solved it. Worked on it a little bit with Dane. We've worked on it graphically to change our graphics a little bit to have it make more sense. But I, I, I would like it if it was a contender's final that puts you back into the winners. It puts you back into the semis, but it's back into the winners bracket because it's yeah, not like we you... play a semi and then those semi teams play again. They're just done. I'm always um, the word final. Like this past weekend yeah. in Rome, where it's like, oh, Rome finals. But like everything on their YouTube page was like Rome finals. So, like, if you're just casually looking, you're like, oh, this is the final match, is how you could interpret right, that so as the well. Name of the thing being the finals? Correct. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, throwing the contenders final in there. Like, I get it. Yeah. And probably most people, most volleyball fans watching would get it as well, too. But interesting. It's an interesting conversation. I'd never, I, obviously, because I know the sport and I'm at the event. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it, th- there'd be some other way to put it that would be better. But so they P- Lotman, they got a seventh, fifth. fifth? That fifth. sounds right. Yeah, that kid is good. By the way, mm-hmm. he has one more year in high school. Yeah, he's a senior. He was playing against my son for real against my son the weekend before. It's Saturday before, and then he's playing against Jake and Taylor and Phil and. He was balling too. Oh, he's and he's a really nice kid, super nice. And kid. he's going to what schools he go to? UCLA. Well, he's going to Pali. Yeah, yeah, but he going goes to, to UCLA. Correct. Good for him. Yeah, it was fun to watch that. Uh, that match was on Stadium Court, right? And the crowd was one hundred percent with him and Paul. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. was against Case Beer and Shulk. Shulk. How many years was Paul on the in the gym for the national team? A while. Yeah, Paul, Did uh, he, one-time he, Olympian. But. Rio or um, what was before Rio? I'm blanking right now. London? 
No. London. He's in London. London, okay. Yeah, no, Paul had a nice overseas career. Now he's older, started a family, but he's been playing beach for a while. He's yeah. been playing beach the last few few seasons. He's a, he I think it was Austin, Texas here. Didn't he in the first round beat Jake and Taylor? And that's what put Jake and Taylor in the contenders bracket that had to fight their way all the way back through to the Correct. To with win. Gabe Ospina. Yeah. Yeah. So he played seventeen, he played seven events. Last year he played six. This year he's played seven. So the that's up by the way, career best fifth for miles, but a and a career best fifth for Paul. Previous best ninth coming earlier this year. That was probably Austin if I had to guess. Let's well, see. and this was a legit field too. Yeah, Austin ninth. Yeah. Um Chicago, Alex and April won. Mm-hmm. Jake, and T- Jake and Taylor won. Right. Two repeats. Alex and April oh. were on a mission. They, pl- they played angry. They were mad at everybody. Like, everybody that stepped on the court against them, they were mad at. That's oh. how it looked. I don't obviously didn't talk to them. They didn't say that. But it just looked like they were, how dare you be on the court with us? We are going to smash you down. How, how dare, dare you? you? Yeah. How dare you walk out here thinking you can beat us? I'm going to pull up some of the scores because I remember a couple of them. They, neither finals because I don't even remember who they played in the finals. Um, oh, M. Day and Betsy. That's mm-hmm. who Alex and April played in the finals. Here are your scores. Yeah. Here are your scores. Chrissy Jones and Zanamuno. Yep. Eight. Up-and-coming up and team that has been balling that everybody likes. Eight. And 20. Paredes and Pavin, eight and 19. Eight. Against the number two team in the world, by the way. Clays and Sponsel, 10, 16, smashing. Hughes and Wilkerson, 15, 17. And, and I remember f- that too. That wasn't even that close. Sometimes no. the score, like one team is in control, mm-hmm. regardless of the score. Day and Flint, 12. And 15. Yeah. That, what a joke. They were angry. Oh. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Exactly. But then they went to Rome and finished ninth. Happens. Yeah. They were, and I think April said it in the post-finals interview, maybe Alex said it, but they, after Manhattan, they were not pleased. After losing in the finals, yeah, they were not happy. And they took it out on everybody in Chicago. Oh, they just punished people. <laughs> they played some outstanding volleyball. What do you do when the person at the net is 6'4", and you're trying to avoid that, and you hit it to April, who's most likely going to side out in transition? Well, first of all, she's 6'5". Don't short her. I apologize. You are correct. <laughs> and she's long. I just avoid that tall of people because it yeah. makes me feel even shorter. So when I see Alex, I just walk to the other side of the street. So I just wave so there's no chance of a photo of the two of us next to each other so people can tell how much taller all these tall volleyball players are than me. And she has, she has raised her level of game this year. Yep. She really has. She's gotten better. We talked about it. Like She progresses each tournament. Yes. No. And that is bad for everyone else. Yep. They can occasionally get to her a little bit serving-wise. Had teams get to her here and there, uh-huh. but nothing substantial. 
I don't know Alex enough to know this or not, but if she steps on the court and already knows that she's better than you and I'm going to dominate it at the net, you're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. If she's like that every single match, you are in serious, serious trouble. They're doing really nice work, the three of them, with Jen Kessie, mm-hmm. are doing really nice work over there. And they have been for a while, and it's starting to pay off in, in for real and I, and I know people have asked this, and I will make this happen, but April and or Alex will be on the show before we take our... Uh... We'll get Alex in here. <laughs> have we had April over? We've had April multiple times. I don't know if she's ever yeah, been here I don't in person. She's ever come over. I don't know if person. she's been here in yeah. person. But the A team is. There's some questions I'd like to ask them publicly mm-hmm. um, about the partnership, about how going from Jen and April being partners to now Jen coaching them, all that stuff. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're doing an outstanding job. And if Jen has ever sent an apology letter to Jeff Conover, realizing that coaching isn't as easy as it seems when you're a player. <laughs> Jeff Conover, who coached April and Alex, April in Jen Kessie, pardon me, for seven years. Yeah. And to a silver medal. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. That guy. Yeah, the rest of the field was really in trouble. Uh, Pav and Humana Paredes struggled a bit. Not normal by them. No. Some of it's coming at the end of the year, too. They also, I think, took time off after Manhattan. Sponsel and Clays. What kind of year do we think they've had? It's up and down. They haven't been on the They've only appeared AVP. three times. Yeah. Second, third, third. Ah, that's a good year. That's, uh, yeah, it's not bad. Looking at who they went through here afterwards. Yeah, I mean, they're back against Day and Flint, and they lost 17 and and then 15-7. But it's hard to remember even that now, like a week later. I forget when the it's match is. So you can come up to me two minutes after the match ends and – Hey, who just played? I'd be like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. That was two minutes ago. I'm already thinking about what's happening next. Yeah, Jake and Taylor did a, a nice job on the weekend as well. Taylor in the finals played some of the most amazing defense I've ever seen. And Jake gave him huge credit. Absolutely. And sometimes, like, Jake and Taylor will just catch Phil and Nick and just kind of not own them is the incorrect term, but handle them like they did in that finals. Yeah, doesn't happen all the time. 10. Yeah. And there was a comeback in set one. Right. They were challenging Nick, going at Nick. Jake was doing a good job of funneling him to Taylor, or Jake was going to stuff it. Mm-hmm. And Nick was teeing off. Well, this is the second time they met. Yeah. Phil and Nick won the first. Won the first. 15-11 and... in the third. Yeah. Um, on a huge stuff block by Phil. But Nick was teeing off in the finals, and Taylor was digging everything, and everything on his side of the net. Yes. Yeah. Gnarly. Except the dig to win it. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, it... uh, Both finals were kind of uh, entertainment value-wise for the fans. Maybe not as exciting as some other finals have been. Right. But it was just dominant performances by april and alex and then jake and taylor yeah yeah and the best weather we could have had in chicago great weather fantastic weather outstanding atmosphere fans are great people complaining about having to go to north avenue beach for the tournament and some people we never even saw in the tournament well because they were at north avenue the whole time hey 
if the lake is going to eat the beach, there's nothing that can be done about it. Yes, so. if you do not believe in climate change, please <laughs> visit the shoreline of Chicago. Right, right. Oh, Bearded Bros. you got to mention Bearded Bros. Made Career it, best fifth for them. Made it to Hawaii. Yeah. Because of that finish. I read, uh, I don't, it might have been a Travis article, um, interviewing Madison, because they were in the contenders bracket. Yep. And after their last match on Saturday. They played three, won them all. Madison still thought there was another match to go. <laughs> until somebody's like, hey, bro, literally, you made it to Sunday. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Now I can just go home and rest. I thought I had to play one more match today. <laughs> well, right, because it's a little different format. Totally. In that we had the contenders final, or yep. however you want to put it, the quarterfinal played on Sunday morning. Yep. We've done that a couple times now, back-to-back with Manhattan and Chicago. Done it at other times Because before, of a bigger draw. It's because yeah. it's a bigger draw. Yep. Right. This was a 24. Yep. Manhattan's a 32. Mm-hmm. But I like the extra volleyball and the two courts on those days. Well, and the two courts as well gives, because that stadium filled up quick. So if you don't, if you're not there early, right. you're not getting in that stadium. So there's the still lines were brutal to get in the stadium. Still action on the outside that you can hang out and watch. Um, stadium would have been bigger if the lake was smaller. Correct. <laughs> Here's the other thing it does too: it evens out the recovery time. Yeah, because if you remember, if you play in the first or second semi, that was a big difference in terms of your turnaround. Yeah, because it was all happening on stadium court. Right. Because you went semi, you went all four semis and then two finals. Correct. Where now they're happening at the same time. Which wasn't a big deal if you were the first set of semis necessarily, but if you were the second set and you were the last of the four semis and all you had was a final in front of you, maybe a kids match, your turnaround was awful quick. And it was different than the team before, especially if you had a long match in your semifinal. So this evens it out. Everybody plays at the same time. Yeah, one might go longer, but the time is more or less the same between that and your next appearance. It's not DJ hours, though, because we have to start an hour earlier True. Sunday morning. True. Just going to throw that out there. We did start an hour earlier every morning. We were done an hour earlier, which I enjoyed, because I could actually work out and then go enjoy dinner in yep. the that is always city nice. of Chicago. But congratulations to the McKibbins. They, they went through an incredible Saturday. They uh, Let me look at it here. Three match wins. Avery Drost and Chase Frischman, Billy Allen, Stafford Slick, Theo Brunner, and John Hyden. By the way, all in three. 17-15, 15-12, 15-11. They're giving the fans their money's worth. It's just like their videos on Tuesdays on Instagram or YouTube where they have these massive rallies that go on forever. Yeah. Same thing, just massive rallies, massive matches that went on forever on Saturday. I'm happy for them. They also uh, beat Baranek and Kalinski earlier in the tournament. Yep, who played well. Congra- and, sorry, go ahead. Congratulations to Billy Kalinski and Kelly Larson, who got engaged in Chicago this weekend. Also big On news. stadium court. Exactly. Yep. So the loss to Phil and Nick by Phil- the Bearded Bros. Philippe. I wrote down in my notes that night. This is Friday. I wrote down in my notes... Because they had played well. It was 15 and 16, but it was even ball to 15, basically, mm-hmm. 14, 15. Mm-hmm. And then Phil goes over you. Yeah. And I wrote down, hey, they played excellent ball. Are they playing their best volleyball of the year? That was my question coming into Saturday. Then on Saturday, we didn't see them. 
Yeah. At all. Those matches they played. So I guess it's the Baranek, Kalinsky, Dros, Frischman, Allen, Slick matches. Which were at North Avenue Beach because the contenders bracket played. Only winner's bracket was on Oak Street Beach. Right. Then they beat Brunner and Hayden. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those matches I didn't see. Nope. But we're looking at, here's our lineup for tomorrow. At the end of the day on and Saturday. Oh, bearded bros. Like, hey. Hey, bros. Look at you guys. Yeah. So, and I actually saw them in the elevator later. Congratulations, boys. They were getting a meal and then bed early. Nice. Uh, Paid off with a win over Brunner and Hyde. While they were warming up Sunday morning, match starts at 8.15. I start playing music at 7.30. About 7.45, Madison walks towards the DJ booth from the court. He's like, hey, uh, I know we got to like ease into it, but uh, when are you going to start playing some bangers? <laughs> I was like, at least let me get to 8 o'clock before I start <laughs> thumping people out of the stadium. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, they, they played well on that Sunday morning match. So the 21-16 lost 19-21, 15-11, the win there mm-hmm. over John Hyden and Theo Brunner, who had a much better time in Chicago than they had in Manhattan Beach. But they had to go through the qualifier I was to say, do it. If I'm not mistaken, they played in the qualifier. First time since John Hyden was teamed with one Chip McCaw. When John Hyden was on tour at 10 years old. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Chip McCaw. That's so funny. Yeah. Last time he was in the qualifier. John Hyden is a baller. True story. Like underrated baller. You think? Yes. By the fans? Absolutely. Okay. And not in a disrespectful way. John's just, he just goes about his business. He's not a social media guy. Right. He'll yell at a referee, sure, but he's not, hey, everybody look at me type of a guy. That's correct. Right? He is 45, 46? 47, I think. 47? Let me look. Because I think he's two years older than me. Maybe only one. No, he's 46. Okay. He's one year older than me. Balling. But by the way, his birthday's in October, so he'll be 47. Balling. So he is two years older. And he'll keep playing, too. Didn't he win Chicago last year? Didn't they win? Two years ago. Two years ago. It all blurs together for me now. Because last year was, remember, we had repeats this year. Two years ago, he won with Ryan Doherty over Phil and Nick. Yep. Um, Question on the chat board. Is that Coach Pro? No. No. Ignore. Do you guys think AVP will change locations next year in Chicago, maybe Grand Park? I've talked about Grand Park. I think it'd be entertaining. It's a whole different venue because you got to bring in all the sand. But I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. As far as changing, I don't know the answer one way or the other. Like, I know, I assume we'd like to stay there, but it all depends on what the lake is doing. They're working on a reconfiguration that would allow us to have three courts there again. There's just not a lot of room there. No. Because, the again, it goes to, you could... We could have fit all the courts on that beach just without a stadium, couple, right? Like, well, a couple weeks there's before, a stadium there was that has no beach at all. Yeah, and there's some. I read an article not too long ago in the Chicago Tribune about how the lake is taking all of the shoreline, and there hasn't been plans to dump more sand or do things to keep the lake from devouring that stuff. Um, I heard if you went to the players bathrooms in Chicago, you might get wet on your way to or from said bathroom. True. I went out there. (laughs) 
<laughs> that area is actually where the TV compound was last year, and it was inundated. Yeah, I saw the TV compound was across the street from the hotel, which was closer to the hotel than it was closer to the site. That was a Thursday decision, by the way. Crazy. It was already out parked overnight out where it used to be. Yeah. But they decided, yeah, having all this lapping up against our TV, not a good idea. Uh, I also want to point out that I believe it was last year at 1-ish a.m., one Josh Glazebrook was in the lake recovering signage, court material, and things like that. <laughs> yeah. That's Mother Nature will uh, win every single time. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. So we'll see. I hope, I hope we go back. I would love to stay there. The location is great. The Drake was amazing. The Drake is I love being able to walk from the hotel easily to the site. Mm-hmm. Minus all the spiders in the uh, little tunnel that you have to walk through, especially for you because you're way closer to them because you're taller. If you notice, I walked down the middle of that thing. You did? I, down the middle of that tunnel every single I don't care if there's 100 people in there or not. I'm walking down the middle because the size of the spiders up in the corner are some of the biggest things I've ever seen in my life. What if I let a tarantula go in your office? I would murder you. <laughs> And never go back into that office ever again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, noted. <laughs> I don't know how people on those talk shows where they bring like the wildlife in and they blindfold you and yeah. they put the spider in your hand. As soon as you took the blindfold off, my initial reaction would just be to toss that thing. Where they're like, oh, just remain calm. I would freak out. So the, the thing in school that I went to, actually growing up in Chicago, where I went to... A nature thing, mm-hmm. probably natural history or somewhere mm-hmm. else, or the zoo, mm-hmm. might have been the zoo, where they have the tarantulas, and they let the tarantula crawl up your arm? Nope. Nope. No? No. Is this even freaking you yes. out? Yes. I can feel it walking up my arm right now, just watching you. <laughs> no. They have very... My, my body temperature, yeah. I literally felt it get warmer. Ooh. Yeah, I'm literally sweating right now, thinking about... They have almost nails like it's not soft they don't have padded like cat paws they have more or less nail like when they walk up it's very nope. it's very hard i don't understand people that have spiders and reptiles as pets i had reptiles as pets what for kind a while. of reptiles uh monitor and iguanas okay but like snakes and stuff oh uh, yeah we had one snake for a little while nope yeah what if it gets out like the king cobra that got out of an apartment building that I just read about recently, that they had to evacuate, like, a couple city blocks. First of all, if you're keeping a cobra, you're an idiot. I mean, poisonous snakes is a whole other deal. There's no reason to keep a poisonous snake. They had to evacuate, Kevin. Yeah. Multiple blocks. Yeah, because there's a cobra. This ain't ain't India. (sighs) We don't have them just roaming around. Mm. Other people are mentioning the spiders in that tunnel. (laughs) That's now what you'll see, and you will walk. Okay, I never noticed. Down the middle. Good. Don't look up. So I always walk next to somebody who's taller than me. <laughs> so, Jeremy, I grew up in, in Chicago. We have wolf hence, spiders. Hence you being an Eagles fan. Yes. We have wolf spiders. Yeah, they're the worst, too. Wolf spiders are about as big as a half dollar. And they jump. They're fast. Mm-hmm. And they're very substantial mm-hmm. and hairy mm-hmm. and brown. <laughs> so that time where I was asleep. No. Summertime, shirt nope. off. No, no. And I woke up Ugh. like this, and there was one right here. Staring at you. Dude. Now, I'm not afraid of spiders, but I don't like It's not when it's sitting on your on chest, me. yeah. 
So like this, middle of the night. What? Like so, you didn't smash it on your chest. You flicked it off. I I did one of these. I don't know what I would have done either, other than pee my pants. Because <laughs> that spider's looking at you. I don't know if you ever saw this Jamie Fox stand up where he's talking about the when you go on a safari when the line comes out looking at the people in the truck and this is like, you know you scared. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're in an open air truck, that line can pop in there anytime uh, at once. Uh, yeah, that spider was looking at you while you're sleeping, going, "I could murder you right now." Why are you afraid of spiders? Do you know? Is it's there not one afraid. specific just, thing? No, they're just. Who likes spiders? Well, I don't know about liking, but That's, being afraid is a different thing. I'm not af- I just don't want them anywhere near me. <laughs> I don't know if afraid is the correct term. I'm okay. afraid of sharks. I don't know if I'm afraid of spiders. I just don't like them. I would much rather walk down a tunnel with spiders than swim with sharks. 100%. Okay. But when there's a thousand of them in that tunnel, I feel like they could gang up on me and surround me. There's only two ways in and out of that tunnel, Kevin. Are those some sort of uh, raptor spiders? Is that what they are? They Did communicate you see and hunt in a pack? The terrible movie Arachnophobia? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's my nightmare. That's you. That and... The John Goodman what, is going to have to What was you. the open water movie where they're just out in the middle of the ocean floating? Yeah, those are my two nightmares. Out in the middle of the water. Like they were like scuba diving, and then the boat left, and then they popped up. It was just them out in the middle of nowhere. I think it's called open water. Oh, a shark film like yeah, a year yeah. ago or something. Yeah, yeah where they filmed it like from the water level, so like the camera's bouncing uh, up and down. It makes you want to throw up. Yeah, there's multiple reasons I didn't go see that film. So these are all the things you've learned about me today. My my other nightmare is just floating out in space. <laughs> wait, wait. The movie Gravity. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I wanted to throw up the entire... I didn't see it in the theater because I 100% would have thrown up. Okay. But if... But you don't want to float in You're space. going on a spacewalk and all of a sudden your line gets clipped and you're just... Yeah. Floating into infinite... Yeah. Black space. Yeah. Yeah. That's my nightmare. You're welcome, everybody. Thanks okay. for Thanks for tuning in today. We were at 10 listeners. Now we're at two. I'm just trying to think of what I can bring to the next AVP event that would freak you out. Space. You can bring space. space. <laughs> Seriously, you know what would freak me out? Is if you kicked out half the people that are in my DJ booth and there was only a few of us in there. I would freak out. I wouldn't know what to do. I don't, I don't want to bring a spider because that's just too much. I do have a friend. If you can bring a shark, that would be amazing. <laughs> totally worth it. I do have a friend, speaking of irrational fears, who is afraid of the eyes on a potato? What's the? There's got to be a word for that. I, I'm sure there's some phobia for it. But the eyes that grow out of a potato, you know, if you leave a potato yeah. too long, it starts to go to root. Yeah. That. Legit afraid of it. Legit afraid. And me being a little bit nihilistic and not knowing the, the true nature of the fear. Like it's a legit fear. I always thought of him when I would have them in my house too long and they'd grow and I just whatever throw them away. Yeah. I always thought of him like, how can you be afraid of these things? Like, there's nothing to be afraid of. I had a bag of them and I brought them in. And I gave them to him without telling him what they were. He opened the bag, threw it down, and ran away. I'm I'm so curious how that becomes that big of a deal. Still think of him to this day every time I see a potato wow. with an eye in it. I'm going to tell you right now. Send him a picture. Also got the willies. If you bring me a bag of spiders, I too <laughs> will throw it down and run away. Well, now you know what you're getting in Hawaii. And then spiders <laughs> are going to be running all over the DJ booth and everybody's going to be mad at you. You thought I was upset when you stole my smoothie. Wait till you bring me a bag of spiders. <laughs> spiders. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, I can't wait to get to Hawaii and give Jeremy a bag of spiders. Now, if they're gummy spiders like the Swedish fish, <laughs> yeah. totally different story. Totally different? Yeah. It's okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, man. All right. Congratulations to the winners in Chicago. Yeah, I think that was all my notes. Okay. Good. Great fans. Weather was great. Fans oh, cheering for the underdogs. God, the weather was so good. We Alex could not have been better for the players, too. Yeah, it, the rain, it did rain, but it was Saturday night after the tournament was over and was done before it started the next day. Yeah, A little bit gloomy, but still warm on Sunday. A little bit cooler, for sure. Uh, but Fine. It was, for players, it was fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have massive humidity, either. So. No, love Chicago. Yeah. Uh, let's chat Rome. Okay. Since it just happened. Just happened. Was on Olympic Channel. Watched it. I caught, I missed Taylor and Jake's semi. Sadly, my son saw it. I did not see it. Mm-hmm. And then I caught the other semifinal featuring Norway and Russia. That was a good final. Or that was a good uh, semifinal. It, it was so good that Marlo actually said they won Rome. Did we freeze? I don't oh, so. really? Yeah. No, we're not frozen. Okay. He actually said they've won Rome after the match, huh. even though they had one more to go. Well, because it was the one well. number one two-seeded men's teams in the world playing in the semifinals. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that was entertaining. And I actually have recorded, I have Jake and Taylor's third-place match recorded, which they, I know they lost to Mullen Sorum, but mm-hmm. I, I would like to watch it yet. There was what I saw in the match um, and other people who were uh, more astute to uh, dissecting volleyball than I am. Um couple things just didn't go the way of Jake and Taylor. Like a couple balls got hit out or they hit mm-hmm. the net. Um, Taylor was in the right position a lot, digging-wise. Um, but it would go over or he would shank it out of bounds. Or in transition, Jake would bump set and it would go over and Mole would just jump up and hammer the ball straight down. So they were just – and it was just those few points made the difference in set number one. Mm-hmm. And then set number two was close for a little while, close for a little while. And I see this a lot with the Vikings. Like, the beginning of the match, it's back and forth, teams trading blows, and then all of a sudden they just pull away at the end. And the angles that those guys hit sometimes, especially Anders. Yeah. We were talking about before the show started. When Jake is taking the seam, diving into the angle, Taylor's sitting in the line, and you're like, there's no way he can chop that into the angle without Jake stuffing it or blasting it out of bounds. And he hits it a foot inbounds on the three-foot line. It's, I don't know how you defend that. Gnarly. Yeah. And in that semifinals against Russia, Russia went at Anders more than I've seen any other teams. Um, and he still had some of those gnarly cross-body hits. Um, but you're also playing one of the best blockers in the world in uh, – What's the Priscilla Yeah. At six, what did we say? Ten? I think he's six eleven. But six, plays 11. bigger than that. He's just yeah. long. Um so when you have that luxury, yeah, maybe you test Anders a little bit and if his his passing was off a tad, so you stay with him. Um But the Volley Vikings with a bronze medal. I think they said that was the first time they'd lost in like thirty five matches. Yeah. Something like that. And then I put it in perspective for somebody when Misty and Carrie won 100 plus. <laughs> so crazy. 100 plus. So crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I caught both of those semifinals and then Jake and Taylor's bronze medal match. Um, 
which is big for them in the Olympic points. We were talking about it before the show started today, too. Getting a fourth in Rome, if this FIVB website is correct. Crab and Bourne, who Tri played for the first time since breaking his pinky yeah. or in having surgery, played left-handed most of the tournament. Um, I think they got a 17th. I don't, they didn't pull mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But they are currently sitting at, if this website is correct, 5,960 points. Uh, Philip and Nicholas, who you mentioned earlier, 5,360 points. Right. And Jake and Taylor, not far behind 51. them. 51. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and only Trevor and Tri have played 12? Yeah, so on this website as well, there's an indication next to Phil and Nick and Jake and Taylor that they haven't played in enough tournaments yet. Right, they've each played 10, I believe. Is Sounds about right. Now, even once you've played 12, you can replace... On this, um, and it's your best eight of twelve, as I recall. Yeah, I think technically the only team that's in it right now is in the Olympics is the Russians because they won world champs. If I'm reading this all correctly. right on the women's side, the Canadians. Yeah. There's other teams like you still have to play in the minimum tournaments, I believe. Yeah. And Laura Ludwig won on the women's side, which was a, a return for her, the Olympic champion from Rio. Yep. New partnership this year mm-hmm. with Maggie... Kozuch. Sure. Um, yeah, their first medal this year. Congratulations to them. And in the year strong. I think uh, Laura was pregnant last year. Is that is that right? She had a kid? Or am I just making that up? I don't think she had a kid. I don't know. I don't Somebody know. on the chat board can chime yeah, in. Maybe she was hurt. I don't know. Sorry, everybody. Shoulder surgery? I can't remember. Too many other things going on. Yeah. Can't keep track of everything. Um, yeah, so we're still, you know, Olympic qualifying stuff. This was the last tournament of the 2019 season for the FIVB, correct? Even though there'll be 2020 tournaments starting this year. I don't even know the answer, nor do I care. Yeah. I think it's very strange that they would have the end of a season in a different calendar year than the other. Like, oh, the start of the next year happens in the previous year. What are you selling, cars? I would love to know the explanation of that. I'm 2020 sure th- comes out in yeah. 2019. I'm sure they have one, but I, I don't know the answer of why you would do that. I don't know. Um, yeah, so congratulations to Jake and Taylor. Was the big, that was a big tournament for them, points-wise. Yeah, 12 best performances. Olympic ranking is established based on the FIVB ranking points earned at the 12 best performances as a team uh, in the 2019 FIVB Senior World Championships, the World Tour Finals, the World Tour 1 through 5 star events. Yeah, so you could ask, say, oh, why did Try play in this tournament? It could be just to get a number of tournaments. Because however they finish, it doesn't hurt them. It didn't hurt them, this tournament, that they finished 17. Correct. You either replace one of your results or you don't. Yeah. From this point forward. Yeah. Yeah, you can really kind of go down the rabbit hole here with some of this. but Well, especially on the FIVB website. Burn. Well, what, you know what they should do over at the FIVB? <laughs> what, what's, you want me to break out the list? or With this issue. <laughs> they should promote, have a video and promote the video laying this whole thing out. As a reference for people. Yeah, that you can always go back to it. I mean, I get that it's all written out here, 
and I've been through it before. But I, I don't care about the anti-doping requirements. I don't care about the IF controls. I don't care about the late athlete replacement policy, whatever. All this can be summarized much more quickly with something else. And uh, Mark Higgins, who asks, what's up with Latvians having to qualify again? They haven't had a great year. I know they just won a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But prior to that, they, lost this yeah, yeah. they have not had that great of a year. And the men's side is super gnarly. And you don't do well, you got to play in the qualifier. It's the bottom line. Really gnarly. Literally the top. Oh, man. Jake and Taylor, who were in the medal rounds this tournament, have finished 17th or 25th earlier this year. Or 9th, repeatedly 9th. Yeah. But are good enough to make medal rounds. And are then good enough to finish 17th. Like, the men's side is ridiculous. Career best fourth for them. Jake and Taylor? Mm-hmm. I think this would have been their first... Nah, I, I don't quote me on that. I'm not going to say That's it. their best ever FIVB finish. Yeah, so they have yet to medal right. as a team internationally. Correct. Yeah. In 18, they had a fourth. I think it was Stad. Stad. Yep, Stad. Yep. So they've, they've equaled that number yeah. with that finish. But like Phil and Nick. Phil and Nick could win a tournament or finish ninth like they did ninth. here. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, the men's side is crazy because you can have teams that are in the qualifier that come all the way through. It's rare you have the number 20 seed, Kozuch and Ludwig, yeah. come all the way and win. Yeah. That, on the women's side, it's much more stable. It's a slow build for somebody, yeah. and then they're kind of part of that elite group. But at the top... It's not usually just jumping. There's a good... Five to eight teams on the women's side that could win every single weekend. It's getting deeper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have... The Olympic field won't be as deep. It never is, and we've talked about that on the show before. you chop out some Brazilians. Totally. Um, I thought Jake had a really nice quote. After Rome? Yeah. What did he say? He said, people say that fourth place is the worst place because you're not on the podium and you were so close to being on the podium. Yeah, well, tell that to someone who's... (laughs) Finished ninth or seventeenth. Yeah, fourth is. They'll nice. take. They'll take a fourth. They'll yeah, take a fourth. And he put that on his Instagram page. If you'd like he to did. go there and uh, comment on it, I liked it. Yeah. Oh, you only got fourth. That's horrible. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm familiar. I got fourth in the Olympics. Oh, it's terrible. It's yeah. I would like a medal, but for whatever. sure. But if when you, if you can have perspective to it, you're the fourth best team in the world. That. And that two weeks, yes. Yeah. Would you rather had a medal? Absolutely. Sure. Sure, sure. But you're an Olympian, Kevin. Two-time. Dose. Dose. Not former Olympian. Once, once and always. Yeah, which I have made the mistake and said before as well, which is... Oh, it's so hurtful. Yeah, it's not correct. I think I said it to Nicole Brenna on this show. Probably. And I, apo- and I apologized immediately. Probably. Yeah. My bad. Once an Olympian, always an Olympian. Which I believe now, you can, like, there are initials that you can put by your name, like a designation. Oh, I have it. Yeah. I don't use it. You should. Well, I should. Oh, well, why? No one knows what that is. Doesn't matter, Kevin. They will. If you start using it, they will. Okay, good point. Maybe I will start using it. I do like that British Airways lets you select your, not acronym, whatever you you call it. I forget the word. There is a word. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, lets you select. I selected Lord. <laughs> Lord Kevin Barnett? I'm Lord Barnett. When I get emails from British Airways, Lord Barnett. That 
is brilliant. We are seeking your presence in London. Love it. Yeah. Love everything about it. I've been it. called to London by VA, Lord Barnett. I'm a provincial governor practicing the... the if I didn't think it would go to your head, I would start calling you Lord. But that's just not going to be good for our relationship. I just wonder if I get prima nocta. You should. <laughs> First night. Yeah. My right. Question, question on the uh, chat board. FIVB, FIVB back in the States next year? Question mark. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> Very definitive answer. Yeah. But that is, it's Ooh, a maybe. It's, it's out there. I know some people involved. It's out there. People want it to happen. We'll see if it happens. Right. Fort Lauderdale, after canceling last year, I wonder what Hannes will be doing this year. That is a storyline to keep an eye on. Also because the FIVB would like to have things be more stable and predictable. Like VNL, the things they've done with VNL now. It's not Grand Prix. It's not World League. It's not two different things. It's one thing. It's not Cup of Every year, this is what we're going to have. There's a push to make a, a structure on the beach side that would be recognizable every year instead of what we've been watching, which is the insanity of here are all these tournaments. These have some stars. Here are the stars, or here's the levels. Then we're going to change it. Then we're going to change it again then we're going to have two tournaments fall off and not exist anymore, which has happened every year. Just mm-hmm. This year was Fort Lauderdale is one of them. So there's a push to make it more standardized on the beach side. I've said this before, publicly, privately, behind the scenes. If the FIVB wants international events in the United States, they are going to have to give up some things that they demand for that – how tournaments are run overseas because the demographic and the fan base in the United States is different than international. Mm. And if you want to incentivize people to bring an international event to the United States, you, they, you need help. You can't right. say they you can't owe us. take a bath. Correct. Because why would you do it? 1440 took a huge bath in Vegas. Everybody, like, yeah. Putting on an international, an FIVB event of quality standards. Sure, right. you could put on a one-star. It's going to be terrible. You would want to put on a three, four, or five-star, most likely a four or five, although the star system is going away. Fort Lauderdale didn't make any money. Yeah, even though it's everybody's like, it's a great event, it's amazing. Yes, absolutely. I could put on a great event if you gave me $5 million and I didn't care if I made any money back. Well, first of all, if you gave I would me $5 be the headlining, million, I'd be the headlining DJ. I'll tell you that right now. If you gave me $5 million, it's been one on the tournament. I'd keep the other four. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I mean, I give the one as prize. Well, money. the requirement was you had to spend five million dollars. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I want to do it. Four million of it going to my DJ fees. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's going to go down. There we go. Uh, Mark on the chat board said he would love to have the ABP back in Florida too. Agreed. Sure. Sure. I was discussing this in Chicago too. People in Florida think. The AVP hates them and doesn't want to go to Florida. That is actually not the case. <laughs> I know the Florida players I talked to would really like to have a Florida tournament. Of course. I'm wondering what happens next year in an Olympic year. As far as what? Does Hermosa or Manhattan still overlap with the schedule? 
with the Olympic schedule. Oh, because they both would be during... Olympics are July 26th. Oh, they're earlier because it's leap year, huh? Because it's... It, I don't know, because it is whatever it is. It's definitely earlier. 26th, so it's going to be like the 26th to the 9th. Which means I probably have to be in Japan the 19th. What would we do... Which Rio Rio wise, because that didn't, or Hermosa wasn't an event yet in Rio. Yeah. And what about Manhattan? Because you went straight to Chicago, but Rio was later. I think Rio fit the calendar better. Um, that's a great question. I don't think you. I. I don't know what the answer is. Publicity wise, sure. I wouldn't think you want them going at the same time. Now that's also there's other factors involved. Of there's only X amount of weekends in the summer, correct? And it's not that Manhattan Beach is always available anytime we want to put on the Manhattan Beach Open. Staffing is going to be tough if everything goes the way it went at the last Olympics. Yep, it's going to be an issue. My guess would be that there wouldn't be conflicts like that. That would be my guess. I don't, yeah. I don't know one way or the other. I have no idea. Uh, that would be my guess. I'll be interested to talk to the powers that be. Because between last year, there was a sh- the Chicago event, right? Because I remember going from Chicago back to Rio for the Paralympics. That sounds right. So that would be Labor Day. Because there was two weekends between... Yeah, it is later, though. It was like middle August. It was August. later, yeah. It was all middle August, and it's not now. Uh, Women's World Cup is starting, by the way. Copa de Mundo? World Copa de Mundo. They just named the roster. Am I on it? You did not make the Karch spot. did not select me this time around? You did not make That's the fine. Spot. I'll keep working. Let me look at FIVP. I know they named the roster. I think they departed already. How's all that stuff going on? It's crazy. Well, there's so much happening in this pre-Olympic year. It's nuts. I mean, World Cup now doesn't mean what it used to mean. It used to be that this was the first chance to qualify. That was the, the whole situation. All right, here's the match schedule. Yeah. 13th. They have left already. Wow. Volleyball just keeps going. USA Kenya coming up. Barn burner. Let me look at USA and who, what their lineup is. Karch wants to win it. Took a real roster, by and the way. Where is this taking place again? Japan. Uh, that's right. Yeah, took a real roster. Yep. USA Kenya, USA Serbia. Ooh. I'll be interested to see who Serbia brings. And then Argentina, Netherlands, Brazil. Japan. Now I'm all. I'm very interested to see who all the top teams bring. Yeah. China, Dominican Republic, Russia, Cameroon, and Korea. Remember, you just play through eleven. That's it. No playoffs. No bracket. How do you feel about that? I like it from a standpoint of qualification. But think about this. So they start the thirteenth. So it's fifteen days, eleven matches in fifteen days. It's brutal. Yeah. 
think what about from a fan's perspective if I want to watch a finals but that finals doesn't matter? Well, there is no finals. That's what I'm saying. A series of matches. That's what I'm saying. I, they did it with the qualifications and it worked out. We had Sundays that were exciting. The Olympic qualification Sundays where teams were qualifying for the games. We had near upsets. We had titles on the line. Yeah. And we had near upsets. We never got one, but we almost got yeah. them. The women of Russia being down in Russia, 2-0 to Korea, almost lost. Mm-hmm. Brazil being down 2-0 in Bulgaria, hmm. came back and won. There, were, there was some good stuff happening. USA, Team USA, things could have gotten ugly. They did not play well in Louisiana. This, We'll see who other teams bring, but it'll at least be good for Team USA. Well, Karsh, he publicly play said better. he wants to win this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is what he wants to do. Yeah. Cool. Put the pressure on the team. Let's do this. Yeah. And they, they need a better showing. They did not play well in Louisiana. And that happens sometimes. And it just happens. Are they, what are they ranked in the world? Do you know? No, I don't know what their current ranking is. But if they're not one, two, or three, they're one, two, oh, I think they're, they're one, two, no, or three. No, they're, they're one, two, or three. Yeah. No, no, let, me, let me look it up. Like I said, if they're not one, two, or three, they're one, two, or three. Senior world rankings, number three right now. Okay. Yeah. Who's one and two? Serbia, China. China. Yeah, Serbia and China. USA, Brazil, Russia, Japan, Netherlands, Italy, Korea, Dominican Republic. It's a thin field. And was there, not that you need a reason, but did Karch state a reason why he said, we want to win this tournament? Wants to make history. Never been done. Love it. Women's side never won it. Remember, they only have one major international championship in the history of the program. That, that is the 2014 us, World Championship. That brought us the Karching. Yes. Yeah. Karching there. Great moment. So he wants to have another one of those. Cool. And he likes to win tournaments. I mean, he likes to take his team out and winning. Winning begets who, more winning. Who doesn't? Yeah, well, exactly. Karch no, apparently hated winning in his volleyball career. Shoot me the phone number. Coach Spraw? Yeah. Did he text you that? He texted you to show you the phone number, and it's your number? Correct. Do I? What was it? Did we ask your... Siri was asked something. Do you have the British guy voice? I have the Australian guy voice, but it sounds like the British guy voice. That's my Siri. You sure it isn't South African? I'm not sure. You could be confused by all three. They all sound the same. Other than Siri, the other two sound the same. Let me mute. Uh... Now, John Sprague, who we're going to talk to here in a second, has said he's going to treat the World Cup as a training opportunity because, of course, both teams are qualified for the Olympics, men's and women's. Cool. So it's going to be a training opportunity for John and that crew. One last look because you really, we were just talking about the timing. Is this his second Olympic run as the head coach? Mm hmm. When does that guy sleep? Never. He doesn't. But he's on right now. Yes. John Sproul, welcome to Net Live. Hi, Barney. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yes, my phone number is good. <laughs> Great. Great. That's easy. Hey, thanks for checking in. We know you don't have a lot of time. You're on your way to a lunch meeting and just coming out of practice. Uh, we were yeah. just chatting about World Cup. And is your plan still, I know we're going to get some other stuff, is your plan still to use it as one last training opportunity for 
the rest of your guys because it's a shortened schedule next year? That's certainly the way we've been phrasing it. I think they're, it'll be interesting to see what teams send which guys, but now that the qualifiers are over, which was really the ultimate goal of the summer. And as you know, these guys just get beat up throughout the course of their career between these two seasons that I, I know in some other countries, they're using this opportunity to rest up some guys. And I, I think for us, we just have to understand that the rest will come after the Olympic games. Um, that this time next year will have been off for a month. I mean, I think it's over August 8th or 9th. And so I really felt like this was our last opportunity to have a real training block to really, really dial in some systems, make sure that we have all have that understood because we don't have time to, to get into next summer and spend too much time saying, okay, this is what we're going to do under these scenarios. We, we have to understand that. And, and this is a great chance for us to do that. And of course, just get stronger, be home for a while. It's, doesn't happen very much to get into the weight room even for four or five weeks and actually get stronger so so far it's going really really well and really pleased with the the young group we sent up to winnipeg last week for norsecas they did great so things are going pretty well for us now so tell me about coming out of olympic qualification how you felt about your team's performance in that tournament under those circumstances i felt great um it's it's a really stressful experience going through the Olympic qualifiers, especially the way that it was formatted this time. And I know that we had a, had a good pool. Um, some of the other best teams in the world got stacked up a little bit. We didn't. Uh, but you just never know how a team's going to play on any given night. Both Belgium and the Netherlands had great players on both rosters. We've struggled to beat Belgium a couple times over the last four years. Um, and then Taylor Sander was injured. So I think I knew going into that, we may not be at full strength and that we were going to have to play really good volleyball. And I think the guys did, they played great team volleyball. They, they stepped up because they knew Taylor was hurt. Maddie had a great tournament. I think Micah set really well. Uh, Eric was really, really good as usual. So really, really pleased. I think everybody that's been through this experience understands that there's also a massive sense of relief when you get through it and you're actually qualified for the Olympics. Um, and now I think you can feel that the vibe in the gym is really good. I think guys are really focused and we're getting a lot done right now. What's the status of Taylor Sander today? Uh, I'm not exactly sure, Barney, what I can say about it. Uh, I'm not sure what he's discussed publicly and there's all the HIPAA rules and everything. So, um, I mean, word on all this stuff will, will come out at some point, but I'll just have to let him handle the way that that's delivered. Okay, but he's not practicing right now with you guys, or he is practicing with you guys? Correct. No, he, he's not practicing and will be out of the World Cup. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a, a tough situation. All right, one last question on the World Cup stuff because we're short of time. What did you yeah. think of the format in terms of worldwide exposure and having all those tournaments running at the same time? Which, you mean, going on at the World Cup, like uh, with the European Championships backing up to it, or what do you mean? No, I mean, in the fact that you guys were qualifying and there were five other tournaments throughout the world oh, 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 all happening, all happening yeah, on yeah, the yeah. same weekend, that format. What did you think about that in the context of promoting the game and, and visibility for the sport of volleyball? That's an interesting question. Uh, I was pretty locked into figuring out how we could get in. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, I don't know. I, I said that uh, if I wasn't involved, I thought it was a great weekend to be sitting at home on the couch on a hot summer day watching some unbelievable volleyball matches. Of course, a lot of them were in, in Europe 
so they probably did back up a little bit. But I probably would have had multiple computers out watching different matches at the same time. Um, I'm not sure from your perspective. Obviously, you have a greater knowledge of media than I do and, and the exposure. Maybe it wasn't as ideal to have all those playing at the same exact moment. That's probably accurate. Um, I think the whole format is, is interesting. It puts a lot more pressure on us, you know, these six tournaments that were going on and then the, the zones, it's just one, two, and that's it, you know, and before there was three opportunities and the last chance qualifiers, the way they were formatted, you know, you had a, a decent chance of getting in and now there was a lot more pressure on us. So um, I'm not sure if that's good or bad or if two opportunities are better than three or how everyone's feeling about it after it's all over or what they'll look to do next quad. But I'm just glad we're in. Yeah, you guys are in, but that isn't the sum total of your responsibilities. We know about UCLA and your responsibilities there for the upcoming season as you welcome yep. in new talent and try and go to another NCAA Final Four, Standing Six, Super Seven, whatever the heck it's called. But you yeah. also have what used to be Motor MVB, and now it's called First Point Volleyball. And you guys are pushing, putting pressure on a lot of folks to start and support men's volleyball, and it's working. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Really proud of what, what we've done over the last three years, Barney. And uh, I think last week was a culmination of a, a lot of support, a lot of work, uh, some outstanding influence and uh, contributions from an incredible board that we've put together. Uh, it started off, I know we've talked about it a little bit here and there, but it started off with just a conversation between Wade Gerard, our now CEO, and myself. Uh, it's been an incredible learning experience for us to understand exactly what we need to do to grow men's volleyball in the United States of America. It's a big job. Wade is doing an incredible job. Um, but last week we had the opportunity to give a million dollar grant to the SIAC, which is a, a historical black college conference in the Southeast. Uh, I had an opportunity because we were off on Thursday. I, I had a chance to go to, to Morehouse in Atlanta and uh, be a part of that press conference and that announcement with uh, Jamie Davis and Edwin Moses. Uh, I just really, really am proud of what we were able to do. That This is 18 scholarships for men of color in the United States of America. Uh, obviously adding an entire conference so that now we're talking about, you don't have to, now we know that there's actually going to be a quarterfinal down the road here in the NC2As instead of some random number of seven. So we get hopefully bracket expansion and an incredible opportunity to diversify our sport, which is something that I think we've talked about for a long time. We talked about two things, right? Growing men's volleyball and how to diversify our sport. And, and nobody was really high on ideas and low on execution. And I think this group has come together and done both. And I think we ought to be really, really proud of the fact that we're it's working um, grateful for the financial support because at the end of the day, we've really learned that philanthropy is driving expansion and that that piece is critical. And that if we're going to keep talking about growing men's volleyball at the end of the day, we, we do have to understand the reality of collegiate athletics in general, right? I mean, it's just, it's a, there's big financial pieces involved in everything that we're doing. Fundraising is a big job of mine at UCLA. I learned that from Al Skates years ago. He was an old dog that learned a new trick. He knew when <laughs> he knew in the early nineties, when I was a freshman, there is when they, they cut men's swimming, gymnastics and water polo. And then water polo went through a, a really big alumni fundraising effort and supported it. And Al saw that 
and was all over it and really got engaged in fundraising and started off some endowments. And now UCLA is in a really, probably relative to its peers, in a really, really good place financially. And all of us engaged in Olympic sport growth, sustainability, whether we're trying to grow men's volleyball or make sure our programs are healthy, need to be raising dollars. That's just a part of part of what we're in right now in this environment. So um, the people that have been involved with First Point Volleyball have been incredibly supportive. And we're starting to network. I mean, you get, you get a guy like Edwin Moses, whose son played at Lewis, to get that involved. He really made it happen at Morehouse, which got us the whole conference. So I, I think we're expanding our, our, our network and making a difference and talking to ADs and gaining momentum. And I'm just, I'm really, really excited about what the next step is for us. What worked? What set the hook? What was the pitch? You know, it all started with Wade having a conversation with Greg Moore at an athletic director's conference that Wade attended in New York last December. And Greg is a really progressive, thoughtful commissioner. Uh, he's done a lot for that conference in general. They've got a, a league-wide Nike deal and some other things going on. And so he thinks big picture and uh, is pretty progressive. And so when he heard about volleyball from Wade and they started getting into a conversation with something he was interested in. And then he really was really, he and Wade put in tons and tons of time over the last eight months and just made it happen. And at the end of the day, it was the fact that we went in and gave a grant and the grant got us in the door with the presidents of the university. Cause a lot of these historical black colleges aren't getting grants this big. Mm -hmm. And when we could get in and have conversations with the presidents and you have guys like Edwin Moses and, and really creative, thoughtful ADs, uh, Scott Stoll, Scott and Adrian Stoll, who are really big supporters of ours, hosted a weekend event in Utah at their home where we invited all the ADs and presidents from the SIAC to come watch a BYU tournament weekend. And so it was actually right when we had our finals week. So I flew out there and a lot of our board was out there and BYU was playing Hawaii, McKendry and Princeton. So it was perfect. There's a D2 team there. Princeton was there. Um, more, uh, that's actually when, uh, McKendry beat BYU. And so all these ADs were watching this sport in BYU where it's packed and they've never seen anything like that. Mm -hmm. And that, that's a, that was a big, big part of this. They went back and they were like, wait a minute, this is a growing sport. And of course the statistics matter too. men, boys, volleyball is the fastest growing youth sport in America today. And we've got to continue to build on that momentum and, and find scholarship opportunities for young men. And I, I over the last three years, First Point Volleyball has now added 68 scholarships for boys in America. That's a big deal. And we've done it at all levels, you know, NAIA and, and now the historical black colleges and division one. And so, yeah, I think it's going great, Barney. And I think it just shows when there's a group of really thoughtful people uh, that are doing something intentionally and, and we got hire Wade Gerard as a CEO, someone's doing this full time. Yeah, and we got, and we have a board like we do with really thoughtful business leaders. You can you can get it done. And the right guy doing it full time. I know there have been some efforts before, yeah. but Wade Gerard appears to be the right guy. Yeah, absolutely, he's done a great job. Really proud of him. It was a big week for us. He represented us really, really well. Uh, not only first point volleyball, but the whole sport. John, I'm wondering, have scientists come to study you? Is there any work being done, blood work, uh, breathing, monitoring of vitals? The fact that you don't sleep anymore, and how is that? How that's affected you? I, you know, it's funny. Uh, no, they have not. To answer your question directly, Barney. Um, uh, but, 
I just, I get it done because my wife, Michelle is so incredible at home. I mean, she's just taking care of the kids and my kids have taught me that I don't need as much sleep as I used to think I did. And, uh, <laughs> As, as every parent would attest to, right? And now I'm, I'm living in South Orange County, so I get a lot done on my commutes. I mean, people give me a hard time about it, but I don't know. How much time do we really have to just sit by ourselves and get work done? You know how hard that is today. Yeah. And I'm in that car, and I'm just making phone calls and talking to Wade. And who do we talk need to talk to next? And, of course, taking care of business here at USA in the offseason. And then I'm taking care of UCLA business in the offseason here, too. So my commutes are effective time for me i figured out a way to make that happen and uh like anything else and i, I really firmly believe this um it's about team it's we talk, we know that from coaching teams of volleyball right but my leadership team that runs these programs are all lights out so my staff at ucla are lights out and handle everything when i'm gone and my staff at usa is lights out and they're handling everything when i'm gone in the ucla season and I can't say enough about the board of directors we have for First Point. They, we have assembled an incredible group of men and women who are just, we're in, we're in the room having conversations about the growth of men's volleyball. And I'm telling you, Barney, it is so much fun to be in a room with people who actually get it, who actually understand what we need to do and are willing to put some financial resources in place to get it done. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm running these meetings, you know, I'm technically chairman of the board, but I mean, we have, we have really high level business people who have experience in philanthropy and being on boards. And man, I'm, I'm a, sometimes I'm a fly on the wall and I'm really excited that we've been able to assemble this type of people. So we, we got great teams everywhere and, and teams that are winning. I love it. John, thanks for the time. We'll let you out of here much more quickly than normal. We always appreciate the yeah. opportunity to talk to you. And good luck at World Cup. Congratulations on what went on with Morehouse and everything else that's going right with men's volleyball and in your life right now. Well, thanks, Barney. And uh, I look forward to catching up and maybe chatting a little bit more when we get home in October. Awesome. Sounds good. John, good luck with the team. We'll talk okay, to you again thanks, soon. Barney. All right. John Spra, head coach of the men's national team as well as UCLA and chairman of the board. I wonder, do, is there a salute involved? Is, do I have to kiss the ring? I'm wondering what I have to do with first point volleyball. There's a plaque for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to know how organized his life has to be to keep track of all the things that he does. Well, you know, most people, when they have all these jobs in one place, you would move towards that area. Yeah, he moved further away. John moved further away. Because maybe the, the car trips, as you said, were so effective, he's, he needed more. He's Team Tesla, though, now, isn't he? Didn't, didn't he say that last time I he was on so. the show? I think, I think he's so. Team Tesla. So he's talking about all the work he gets done in the car. I was thinking to myself, I was like, he's on autopilot, but how much, like, can you really, can you say that? But he's like, oh, phone calls and stuff. I was like, okay. He's doing like, he's watching video. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if we can say that. No, he's not. I'm just kidding, everybody. But they, they, they have two children now or one? Two. Two kids, two head coaching jobs. Yep. One. Chair, chairman of the board that comes with a plaque. Yep. And I'm sure there's other things I'm just forgetting. Right. When does he have time for any vacation at all whatsoever? I like how he said, oh, yeah, we had a day off, so it worked out. So John's day off was flying to Atlanta. Crazy. And then he's like, yeah, this this happened right at our spring break or finals or whatever. So it was perfect. He could go off and do something else. My guess, though, is that John's one of those people that if he had free time just to sit there and do nothing, it would drive him crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Highly productive individual. Yeah. Yeah. John, always uh, one of the smarter guys in the room. I feel like he always walks around with a gold star sticker on his shirt. You know, I don't get a gold star every single day, but I feel like every day he gets a gold star. (laughs) (laughs) And should wear it every single day. I know you don't have kids, but I just thought of the Sneetches. I don't know know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Those that have parents or that have kids will understand. You don't have kids, Kevin. You have a large human-sized children that walk around this house. They do. Yeah. They do, yeah. How much food are they consuming? Not as much as you'd think. Interesting. Honestly. I'm Although surprised. They, they seem to empty bank accounts, so they go places and just buy food. Maybe that was my issue, because I ate a lot in yeah. high school, and maybe that stunted my growth. <laughs> maybe I should have gone the other way. I don't think that's how the science on it works. That's not how it works? No. No. As many Sharpie extra sections you'd like to oh draw. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't think that's how science that's works. That's really funny. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for the show. I want to thank John Spraw for being here. I want to thank Jeremy Roche for showing up. I want to thank you, the fan, for coming in for an episode of The Net Live. We don't have too many left, but we do have some. <laughs> we will throw a few more shows at you between now and the end of the year. And then, of course, we will try and put the, the final planning on what will be our uh, end of Extravaganza. series. Yeah, our series finale. Read, mm-hmm. pretty Manhattan Beach Open champion. Okay, wait. Let's let's make the guest list right now. Read, yep. Founding member, yeah. Dan Madden. Dan Madden, original talent. Yep. Yep. Came up with the original logo. Am I uh, right in saying that? I... The T-shirt, the our original OG T-shirt. I want to say yes. Yeah. It was him or Lindsey Breeden who. Well, guess what? We'll get him on the show and we'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Chris Geeter McGee. Lindsey Breeden, Chris. Peter McGee. Is that Broadcast Chris? Yes. At Broadcast Chris. That's difficult to say, by the way. At Broadcast Chris. Okay. Uh, Gabby Reese. <laughs> Put that, write it down. Kevin. So we get a picture? Write it down. Gabby has to show up just so we get just a picture? Just for 30 seconds so All we right, can I take wrote, a photo. I wrote Gabby. Okay. Okay. Um, Jay. Jay Hasek, yeah. Yep. Rob Sparrow. Yep. Rob on the mic. Yep. Matt Gardhoff. Absolutely. Who shout out to his wife for buying Matt a DJ Rouché hat for his birthday. Very nice. That was very thoughtful. Right. Maybe Arian can take the hint. <laughs> I hope I see an order come through. <laughs> uh, and then I charge you triple for shipping. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, hey, uh, sorry. Jay, Rob the mic. Yep. B. Rosenthal. Mm-hmm. Brandon Higa, who at one point was our correspondent. Mm-hmm. If you remember all the way back, uh, Holly McPeak mm-hmm. was a correspondent at one point. Who she has her own podcast now. She does. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of people I'm missing. God, who am I forgetting? Wait, think about our college football weekly as a blade. Oh, Vinny. Should probably have Casey Patterson call in just to see if he can boom us off the uh, air like he did. You know who the first guest was? Misty. May Trainer. Misty May. She definitely needs an invite. She's on the guest list. I can think of some people not on the guest list. <laughs> Everybody is free. To... Here's what we're going to do. Let's we're... make that list right now. No, we're going to we'll put your... On the Facebook page, we're going to put your address. And just, it's an open invitation. Everybody show up. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let me know on. how... Uh... How that works out We'll for see you. if that catches fire with one of the local colleges, and all of a sudden we're having an old-school type of event. Let me know if your front door will still be open Monday mornings when I try to walk in after I give everybody your uh, home address. He's the godfather. He sleeps right here. <laughs> sleeps right here. Listen, we're going to be doing this all school year long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to invite... Speaker City. Donald 
maybe Donald will now uh, come on. The now show. that it's the end of the show, because he always says like when the AVP is back up and going where he wants it to be. Not that it's where he wants it to be now. He'd come on. Yeah, true. Maybe true. if we lie to him and say it's gonna be our last show ever. I just think if it goes with our our format that I keep pitching on Amazon, which is conflict and animals, <laughs> a la Kramer. We, we, haven't, the Griffith set. we haven't had animals on the show yet, have we? No, I don't think so. Well, first time for everything. Cats hide. And not since we had the old cat, Tigger, used to show up on the show occasionally. Do I remember Tigger? That was before we videotaped. Apparently, you have two other cats that are just petrified. Petrified. Yeah. Terrible animals, actually. I want to know what you do to them when I'm not here. It's not me. Because when I walked in, as you can, if you're watching on Facebook Live, you can see through the glass. Yeah. So one cat had its head just barely sticking around the corner looking at me like, huh, is that human coming into this house? Uh-oh. I know I've seen him before, but Uh-oh. I am now petrified. I should run for my life. Yep. Yeah. From me. I'm like, dude, I feed you. I'm your second best friend in the world. Apparently not. Dumb. That cat will eat you if you die and no one is feeding it. Oh, I'm not, actually, sure, not sure how much of a best friend that cat is. Actually, that's true of something that I heard recently. Ugh. Yeah, that's survival. A woman died in her house. Yeah. Her dog ate her face. Yes. What Gross. is the dog going to do? I understand. I understand the dog's angle. Uh, William Robinson asked, did I miss why the show is ending? <clears throat> would you like to take that or would you like me to take that? Go ahead. I hate volleyball. That's what I <laughs> 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 All right. Goodbye, everybody. I have been faking it for my 17 years on tour. Uh-huh. Yeah. And seven totally. years on this show. Yeah. Uh, the show is ending because everything has an ending. And it's gone on for, you know, we'll now complete 11 years, whatever, how you want to Is it? So we, we've it's completed been 11 years? Minimum a decade. So it's gone on a decade. And I enjoy it. It's been fun. But I feel like it's time to do something different. When I started this show, I was in a much different place than I am today, obviously a decade later. And, and I have some other things I'd like to do. I'm not 100% certain what those are immediately with the time on Mondays and with other time spent booking and researching and You'll everything else. You'll just be sitting on the couch right there wondering why I, I, ha- why I haven't shown up. I Where's might. Jeremy? I might. I, just I might lo- just I take lo- a nap. I, I respond, new phone, who dis? Who dis? When you text me. <laughs> I might just take a nap. I don't know. Awesome. Uh, I've, I've loved it. I know a lot of people in the community have appreciated it, and I have appreciated them who've come up to me and said at events that they listen to the show, they're fans of the show, they've contributed to the show. All the people that have funded different things for us throughout the year, either through purchase of merch or we had our TNL uh, Project Omaha a few years ago on Kickstarter. That was a success. Thanks mm-hmm. to so many people who listen to this program. I have appreciated all of you for your enthusiasm about the sport and about this podcast. And for me, it's just time. It feels right. When we had thought about it, we talked about it for a long time now uh, as to when the show would end or how it would end. And I kind of sped that timeline up because it just felt right for me. And I'm the principal of the show. I mean, Reed and I founded it, but I've been the principal of the show. I've been on nearly every show for Reed all Pretty? the time. Is that yeah. who you're? Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to clarify. I think Kent Steffes knows where he is. Oh, Kent. But I, I've been on nearly every show. Yeah. Not everyone, but 97, 98%. 8% of yeah. them, yeah. Yeah. And it's time. That's it. Yeah. I, when I first started on the show, was just the tech guy. Right. Now I'm a world-famous DJ. <laughs> That's correct. That's what the show's done for me. That's right. <laughs> you and Diplo. 
Need yep. more time to hang out. He gets paid a little bit more than like, I do. Why am I wasting my time with Barnett when I could be out with Marshmallow? Totally. I will, uh, in Chicago, Thursday, uh, walk down to the site in yep. the evening just to see it with some friends, just to show them where it was. And uh, I'm blanking on her name because I actually gave her the shirt. Uh, a lady was walking by with the gray NetLife t-shirt on. Oh, nice. We made eye contact. And I was like, hey, love the shirt. She's like, thanks so much. You gave it to me. I was like, that is correct. I don't, I, I apologize for forgetting her name, but I do remember giving her the shirt. Yeah. And it is funny to me that in all my years DJing on the AVP, there are some people lots actually. that know me from this yeah. as opposed to what my actual career is. Right. Yeah. Right. Good times. No, I've really appreciated the community and the support for it. I think we have an incredible archive, and I don't know how much people want to listen to it, but it certainly is information you can't get anywhere else of people in this sport after, directly after, in many cases, national championships, Olympic medals, Olympic failures. Manhattan Beach Open wins. Manhattan Beach Open wins. All kinds of different things. I mean, the Sandcasts really jumped on our bandwagon and got Reed on their pod after we had them. But that's fine, guys. Don't worry about it. The collapse of the AVP in 2010. Yep. Sticks out in my mind. That was, that was pre-me on the show, but that was the highest-rated, most-viewed not necessarily maybe most talked about at this point, but maybe. When you guys got put on hold. By Nick Loon. Yeah, that was hilarious. Amazing. And he was already in the bathroom the whole interview. Classic. So I'm sure we'll have other times to reminisce about this. We will continue to do some shows here from the home court, as it's been affectionately known for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we'll put this guest list together and put together a date. Probably in January. I was thinking December, but probably in January because... This room didn't exist. Correct. Correct. Probably because everybody's so busy with Christmas, we may have to leap into the next month to find a day when we can get everyone to come over and do it. So I'm gonna, I'll float that out there to them, and we'll see what we can do. Misty May Trainer asked me, if she was the very first guest, very first she's, guest. if she can't be there live, I will find her. I will go to her and interview her one-on-one to play it during the show. Perfect. If we can't get her in here. Perfect. Yeah. Tell her to bring the twins. They'll be fine. Yeah. kids. All right, boys and girls, thank you for being here for another episode of the Net Live. We will have another one at some point coming up. We have Hawaii up next. Yes. DJ Jeremy Roche and I will be there next week as a part of the Hawaii AVP Open. And then college season is underway. Of course, Stanford, the defending champions, they are still unanimous number one this week. Thanks to Volleyball mag for their one-time support of the show thanks to <laughs> p1440 i don't know what that means for buying volleyball mag we didn't even touch on that uh thank you to who am i thanking Tulsum tees Tulsum tees for sure Tulsum tees for their support of the program. adidas that you and i are both currently wearing yep adidas for their support of the show although yours you didn't take care of your shoes as much as i take care of mine i gotta wear them what else am i gonna wear i wear mine too mine don't look like i walk through dirt oh boy yeah respect especially the all whites kevin okay Respect. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's the end of the show. It's an awkward ending. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you, kids.